As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Aldroyd Comedy Podcast. If it's your first time, I apologize to you for not having <laughs> let you know about the podcast sooner. It's my mistake for not gracing you with this podcast before today. But you can always catch up on previous episodes when you're you know, flying, taking a dump, whatever it might be. Uh, feel free to uh, catch up on my life from the past that's not relevant anymore. <laughs> I listen to podcasts um, in bed, man. Yeah? I'm this big on podcasting in bed. That's kind of my deal. Are you going to listen to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast in bed sometime? Or? Jim? Yeah, I mean, I'll at least try it. I mean, By the way, this is my friend Jim talking, James. One of my, Actually, I have another buddy, uh, Jimmy. This is a different James. I just like to surround myself with Jamesies. Has Jimmy been on the podcast? Yes. So you've got kind of just a stable of Jimmies that you pull out. Yeah, I love Jimmies. I love Jameses. Sounds like a whore. <laughs> I'm a whore for Jameses. I'm a whore for Jameses. And that was my friend David that just made his voice visible. Way to introduce yourself by calling me a whore. I appreciate that, you know? Um, guys, we're having fun. Uh, Jimmy, or I know, you, know, you don't go by Jimmy. He goes by Jim. Uh, Jim and David are here hanging out. Uh, with me in this random lobby that we're recording in. And uh, what brought us together was uh, I'm in town for the holidays here in St. Louis and uh, went to college with my buddy Jim and uh, went to high school with David. And we, uh, is this boring enough for you guys yet? Or? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we, uh, we went out, they came out to watch me and, and support me and uh, do comedy last night here in St. Louis. And then we, uh, we had a couple drinks afterwards and uh, got loose, as I like to say, and we collaborated. With that said, guys, uh, welcome to the show. Um, how you feeling today after going out and getting saucy last night? Man, I, I needed food this morning and we had a, a delicious omelet with the works. Yeah. Yeah, give them some more details because I know how interested they are in knowing what we ate. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, Let's talk about the color of the furniture in here as well. <laughs> uh, a lot of different. I, I'm not. I'm not taking away from your contribution. I don't want it to s feel like I'm putting you down. I, I, David, I love you. You I, know. I love you too, man. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate your contributions thus far, and I didn't mean to take you down a peg. And uh, we've got some background noise. Yeah, well. <laughs> I can either try to distract the viewers or... No. Listeners. Audience uh, members. Yeah, the, the listeners. Um, but yeah, so we went out. You know, Jim joined us a little bit late after after breakfast, but he had, he had a coffee, and that was fun. Multiple multiple coffees at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah it was moving a little slow. Uh, had a little quesadilla hangover, uh, I think. Had uh, one too many... Uh, quesadillas and uh, cherry pop-tarts last night. <laughs> and, and what does that stand for, James? Cherry pop-tarts? Yeah. That's actually, uh, that's a Will Ferrell, Robert Goulet. It's one of my oh, favorite skits okay. of all time, when he goes on Conan. Oh, nice. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I have seen him do Robert Goulet, Goulet but yeah. I don't think I've seen him do that specific one on, uh, 
It's great. I'll have to. I'll shoot you that video Please do. when we get done with the uh, with the cast here. Yeah, I love William Farrell. I, like I think that. William Farrell is awesome. He's one of my favorite. Actually, I think his middle name might be James. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look. Actually, that up. Google it. I think it's William James Farrell. Right now. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons I like James is so much, guys. Uh, <laughs> it'd be fun, something if, if his middle name is not James. Not. But, um, <laughs> are you guys? Excited about this podcast? Do you feel nervous right now, or is it is it exciting? No, man, I, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. are you going to Snapchat this, David? You know, <laughs> John. Let me, pull, let me pull it out right now. John William Farrell. Ah, oh, it's John William Farrell. Oh, I knew, I knew. You know who else has a, an interesting turn of events in his name? is Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump's name is Donald John Trump. That's right. It's the only good that he has in him. <laughs> is that middle name? The J. Um, here we are, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I um, I'm happy to be home. Uh, a lot of things have happened since the last podcast. Uh, I actually uh, had some. I was able to go to Saturday Night Live uh, a couple weeks back, which was pretty awesome. I, I went through all the rigmarole of getting the tickets, and I actually ran into. This is the crazy thing. There's so much, and I want you guys to ask questions about Saturday Night Live as you as you think of them. Who was the uh, Who was the, the um, person? Well, wait till I no. <laughs> wait till I finish my thought. No, it was John Cena. He was the host. Speaking of Johns, right? Johns and James. Hey, speaking of that, Jimmy Johns is around the corner. <laughs> that is true. There is a Jimmy Johns. I, I like to call it James Johns. Really? You know? Can I have some James Johns? And I say, I'll take a tur- instead of ordering a turkey Tom, I'll order a turkey oh. Thomas. Take a turkey, Thomas from James Johns, please. James Johns. All right. Uh, anyway, we were at Saturday Night Live, and uh, I ran into in the audience. I ran into one of the comedians from Mizzou. Uh, oh, cool. Chris Nestor. Do you remember his name? No, I don't. Uh, he was in Comedy Wars. Friends okay. with Kyle Ayers. Yeah. I'm sure he's friends with Ryan Beck too. Um, Congratulations, guys! I just gave you a shout out in my freaking podcast. <laughs> is uh, do, do they have to pay for that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so does is, does Chris live in New York? Chris Nestor does. He actually founded the Brooklyn Comedy Festival. That which seems is, pretty legit. It seems pretty legit to me too. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Chris uh, Chris knows one of the uh, producers uh, of Saturday Night Live, and he introduced me to him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I had a really big boner when I uh, when I interacted with that producer. Um, I think that, <coughs> I think that him and I really connected. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna audition? <laughs> you know what? You know what, guys? I'm not I'm not gay, and Saturday Night Live has been my dream for my whole life. But for some reason, just the chemistry I had with that producer, like, <coughs> I think we're gonna hang out and not even worry about comedy. <laughs> How weird would that be? You made a new if friend. I was like, you know you what? Made a new friend. I, I had such strong asexual chemistry with this guy. I don't even care about Saturday Night Live. Like, I want to just be his I friend. Just be your friend, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, actually, it's weird because in work, I, I do have a client yeah. where, like, I think I have a bromance with one of my clients, and I'm like, dude, I, I would like to be your friend outside of work too. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's cool when. Yeah. I'm alright with that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be, you know, yeah. friendly with the people that you meet in a professional setting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We we kind of, well, we never work together, so no. <laughs> we can't really, totally we can't really go down that even, road. Yeah, it's not, not even, even <laughs> not even remotely. 
Let's get back on track. Uh, so we talked about John William Farrell. We talked about Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, Miss? Uh, people, people walking through the show right now. It's great. I love it. You know, we've got. Maybe she's a bystander and wants to listen. I don't know. Um, she looked like she was on her way out. Out of her apartment through Jeez. the lobby and yeah, so to her Potentially, <laughs> yeah. Maybe to the new year. She's, she's off to 2017. Should have gave her a shout out. Mm-hmm. She's got a day, she's got a day off. That's true. That's uh, maybe I should just grab her number real quick. Maybe just put this thing on pause <laughs> and see if we could hang out. It's know? like the car's already started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about SNL real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, so John William Farrell is no longer on that show. That's However, right. John Cena was the host, and Chris John Nestor. Uh, <laughs> was in the audience and we we had a good bromance like I mentioned uh, well actually I didn't mention that because I talked about it being the guy he introduced me <laughs> this, <laughs> this podcast is ridiculous right now <laughs> we're not talking about anything but it's still fun isn't isn't that weird that no <laughs> that substance we, there's no substance <laughs> but I'm having a great time <laughs> I wonder if the viewers are as interested as I am in my own podcast right now. We'll see how many downloads you get <laughs> on this episode. Um, anywho, so... If it goes viral. Uh, yeah, this is going to go <laughs> viral. Um, you know you know what, what? I think when something goes viral, though, it's when you least expect it. It's like... It's when you're not trying to make it go viral that something goes viral. You know, it's like, yeah. when, you, it's like when you have to fart. You can't force it. It's just there, and you just let it out. It's the same thing with viral videos. You can't force something to go viral. You just, just it, you just, just gotta let it, let it happen, and every once in a while, a stroke of genius let it out uh, comes out of the anus. All right, I know that's a little dirty. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> not, I don't apologize. You know, because this is my podcast. Anywho, um, it's good coffee. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were on Saturday Night Live, and <laughs> for thirty minutes later, I'm gonna go. 30 minutes from now, I'm going to be like, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I was at Saturday SNL, <laughs> and John William <laughs> Farrell is no longer on the show, and then I'm going to get distracted, and then I may or may not end the podcast. We'll see. Uh, you guys can hold me to that. Let's see if I uh, create a self-fulfilling prophecy right there. Uh, hey, do you guys think this is fun? <laughs> yeah, man. It's just kind of a nonsensical conversation but that's being is that, recorded. Do you like that or not? Like, yeah, how do you feel about know. this nonsensical convo? It's just, I don't know. Does We're it, just doing it. It's nonsense. Does it feel fun for you? <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it just, it's, it's happening. <laughs> I don't think, that's a very neutral statement, but I'll, I'll accept that, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I was at Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool, you know, finally getting the chance to, to breathe oxygen in SNL studios. Is that the first time you've ever been there? Inside of the studio, yes. And, uh, you know, I was like, I was being funny in the line, and I was also kind of being funny with the people who worked there and asking them how to get on the show. I was like in a good mood, you know? Yeah. And I wore some funny tie, I think. So, like, everyone was already like, who is this guy? Did you dress up to go? You put on a suit and tie? Uh, oh, no, I wasn't wearing a tie. I was wearing a Santa hat. I was wearing a Mizzou Santa hat. And that seems more fitting. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I got some advice from random people, you know? Yeah. Some of them were people off the street. Some of them worked for Saturday Night Live. I'm not sure which one to follow, but yeah. I will follow something. Uh, yeah. and, does, uh, uh, does Lauren show up? 
for the recording. Lauren Michaels was uh, was on the floor quite often. I've actually met him before. Um, prior to know. prior to. No, he he comes That's out amazing. for almost every sketch. He's there, just kind of like surveying. I can't help but wonder how the cast members kind of view it, because like Lauren's their boss, but at the same time they're about to go on the air in front of millions of people. Right. So like, what do you get more nervous about, <laughs> bullshitting with your boss or the sketch that you're about to do in front of more millions? For me, I wouldn't be nervous at all. So yeah. I know that look on your face is like, come on, Mike. But you know, some people <laughs> some people get nervous around their bosses and. Yeah you know, going live in front of millions of people. Um, I, I think I would probably be, I would, it would probably be the millions of people more than the boss, right? Yeah. I think that, at that, I think that's one of the rare instances where your, your job, um, you know, you would, you would be a little more um, intimidated by the, the audience or who, who you're doing your job in front of as opposed to, you know, your boss. I think that's one thing, I mean, like in my job every day, I don't fail publicly, right? I mean, it's very like, if I make a mistake, yeah. it's probably the only person who might catch it might be my boss. Obviously, if you screw up on SNL and national yeah. television, it's yeah. like that's yeah. probably that's a bigger failure yeah. than like whatever your boss yeah. could potentially. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good analysis. I think impressing Lauren behind the scenes by bullshitting well, yeah, uh, with him, doesn't carry more weight than doing a great job in the sketch like like if someone's like oh man I just had a great bullshitting session with my boss and then they go bomb on TV and but they're like at least I impressed Lauren Lauren doesn't give a fuck about that bullshitting session he cares no. whether or not you did well on TV ratings bro um so I black out man I don't think I remember one public thing that I've done like in front of an audience or a stage I just yeah. don't remember anything. And like, well, I remember before, I was there after. But you, uh, you're a, uh, you have performed in front of people, just not with your voice. You're, a, you were a track athlete. Even races, I don't remember any of it, except for like the end of a 400 when I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, this guy right here, my buddy David, uh, we ran together in high school, and he went off to to run in college as well, Division One. And <coughs> this freaking fast. Can I share your PRs with the guys? Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Is that too private? No, no. This fool freaking ran 10-4 fully automatic timing uh, in the 100-meter dash, which is blazing fast. If you have a, uh, a hand time, that's like 10-1, potentially 10-flat or 10-1, depending on who's timing, 10-2, mm -hmm. you know, if you get someone who's really quick. quick. But there's usually a .225 human error, a uh, quarter of a second. So um, that is blazing fast. You ran 22 flat, uh, 21 flat. That's a huge difference. I was like, yeah. whoa! <laughs> I don't know if the, the audience follows uh, track or not, but guys, that is super fast. I mean, that's, you know, that's only half a football field away from Usain Bolt. No, no, no actually, that's, that, he's... That's he's actually pretty accurate. He's nipping, he's nipping at Usain Bolt's uh, heels there oh, with 21 flat. Usain goes under 20, but... Um, Anyway, yeah, that's blazing, man. You ran a 46 split in the 400, which is amazing. We could talk track all day. Um, David, did you win state? Were you a state champion? Um, no. I was not a state champion. Uh, no. Okay. State. I was a NorCal champion, though. Yeah. In NorCal. So, yeah, explain a little bit about that, David. You, uh, you ran track uh, at Sacramento, yeah. at a school in Sacramento, mm -hmm. and then they had... 
state championships in college because California is such a big state. Yeah, so they had regions, Northern California and Southern California. And state was a combination of the best athletes from both. Um, so I never won that, but I was the fastest coming out of Northern California. So I disappointed half of the state. You know. <laughs> <laughs> when you lost? Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome, Dave. Put their hopes and dreams in you, I failed. But. You were always, uh, I remember when I first met you, you were always just a nice kid. I didn't know you would end up being so fast. I mean, I knew you had the potential, but <laughs> what? it's mutu- mutually exclusive. You cannot be both nice <laughs> and fast. No, but David was not the type of dude that is intimidating in the way that, like, uh, let me try to think of someone. David's not a trash talker, right? So he's not going to intimidate you by like trying to get in your head type thing as an athlete. He's just going to get out there and have a big smile on his face <laughs> and, like, glide across the track really fast. You know what I mean? And just let the performance speak for itself. So it's... It's the best way to do it, man. Yeah. Nobody ever expects it. Like, you can beat me with a smile on his face? Yeah. I sure did. Yeah. It's pretty damn impressive. And then uh, James, James, my friend over here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jimbo? I mean, I'm not that fast. Yeah. So that's definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Would you characterize me as a nice guy? All right, you've used up your time. Back to my podcast. <laughs> so uh, Christmas in NYC then. Yeah. Uh, so I was at SNL Studios, guys, and John Will, Will Ferrell's no longer. <laughs> John William Ferrell is no longer. No, back to Jimbo. Um, yeah, Jimbo, you're you're a good-hearted guy. Um, I think that you're. Um, the way I would describe you is you're smart, well-educated, and you present yourself in a professional manner in a very matter-of-fact way, right? So you, I can tell you come from the law background because you're, you're concise in your statements. Um, and, yeah. S- some would say. <laughs> Listen to that. That's a concise statement. Well, some <laughs> might say I'm a tad verbose. Yeah. Yeah? I don't even know what that means, but it sounds smart and it's, it's intimidating me. Uh, <laughs> nah, you're fine. Whenever Jim Kelly and I get on the track, uh, you know, that's how he gets in my head as he says, this this race is going to be very verbose. And then I get nervous and I and I don't run as fast. And, and you wouldn't want that. That would mean it was a long race. <laughs> it's not, Fair enough. not what we're shooting for. Yeah, necessarily. Uh, I think that joke right there just fell flat on its face. Uh, my doing. Um, isn't it fun when I stare into the microphone like it's got a soul or something? Um, I do that when I'm on conference calls sometimes. Really? Yeah, like there will be people in uh, some of our other offices, and uh, I'll like look into the microphone as if they are like they're in there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not yeah. like physically where they are, but it's yeah. like, uh, hey, Mike, uh, what's going on down there in Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. So I was at SNL, guys. No, no, that's good stuff, Jimbo. I do agree with that, um, and I probably do the same, actually. I don't know why people do that. You know what? I don't know if I do that because I don't. I work from home, so a lot of my um, conference calls are with my earbuds. Yeah. So I kind of stare into the abyss, I guess. But maybe I, maybe I could relate to you if I worked in the office. Well, we'll have to table that one for a future discussion. Let me know. <laughs> let me make sure that out of all the things in life, I follow up on that. If, uh, if we don't see each other for like 10 years. If you end up in an office. Yeah. In an office. That's true. That's true. Because 
Even if I work at SNL, um, I think they do. I'm sure they do conference calls at Saturday Night Live. Do you do you think they do or not? I would think probably yeah. Sorry about that noise, by the way, guys. I don't know what that is. I don't even know fully where I am right now. Thank you for your patience while we remove the background noise. Yeah, I think that we exhausted the conference call yeah, <laughs> material there. Uh, I, I wouldn't right. even call it material, just content. Right? I think that's right. Uh, talking points. Let's talk about conference calls for another 30 <laughs> minutes. No. Um, so yeah, I did meet Lauren Michaels. I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before. <laughs> Everything's just going to get recycled over time because I don't remember what my, my memory is uh, is going away. On previous episodes, so, you're not sure. So what the viewers are like about. looking for for new content, and I'm thinking I'm doing it new because it's just in my head at that time. Same story told. <laughs> <laughs> and I never listened to my old episodes, so it's just like the same content recycled. But hopefully the people like me enough and just like the sound of my voice were like, you know, I've heard this before, but this is fun. <laughs> I still, I still, hey, Mike, you told the story differently last time. This time it's a little more embellished. What's happening? I, uh, this is totally true. Just before you do that, I uh, had a buddy I played baseball with and uh, he would golf uh, during the days that he was a pitcher. And so he would golf on the days that he wasn't pitching. And... Um, when he would start off the game, he would shoot, you know, whatever he had shot for the day, like an 85. And as he would tell the story about how his round went to different players, different other guys on the team, he would, like, always shave a stroke off every time he talked about, like, golfing for the day. So, like, by the seventh or eighth inning, his score had dropped, like, 10 or 11 strokes. Like, it was just, like, he would start off, like, he shot an 85. And by, like, the seventh inning, he was down to, like, shoot a 74. He was damn near par. So... <laughs> Well, it's funny how people like to uh, embellish. Yeah, bend the truth. You know, you know who I think is is the greatest artist, the greatest artist of all when it comes to embellishing. Donald John Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy. Yeah, Donald John Trump is a is a very effective embellisher. He's probably the greatest ever at that. You know, because in it, anyway. All right, let's uh let's move on. I I. Lauren. Lauren Michaels. <laughs> so I met Lauren Michaels when I was living in L.A. because I was, uh, I, I have to have talked about this before. I was I was working um, as a, like, <laughs> a dude that walks around with drinks on the tray. I don't even know what that term is. A server? Uh, yeah, like a server, just like a multi-purpose utility guy at this Hollywood, uh. Hollywood party at some house uh, before the Grammys or Oscars, I don't even remember. Anyway, there was Donald Trump was there. I have to have talked about this before. He was there. Yeah, he was there. I remember actually when I saw him, I was like, "Who the hell is that Donald Trump-looking fella over there?" And the, the bartender <laughs> next to me was like, "That is Donald Trump." And I was like, "Oh shit! <laughs> what is he doing here?" So anyway, he looked like a freaking buffoon up there. Uh, he kept on checking his phone like a middle school kid whenever they like feel insecure at a party because they don't know what else to do. Twitter. Because no one else was He's talking to him. Tweeting so up he kept stone. on like looking at his phone. I was like, dude, you're a dork. Anyway, whatever. Hey, I shouldn't say that because he's going to retaliate if he ever hears this because that's the type of person he is. He's he'll, a, just, he'll, he's, just blo he'll block you on Twitter. Yeah. He's gonna <laughs> <laughs> That'll be... Uh, nah. Anyway. Um, Sad. You know, I, I love... Uh, I, lo I love how mature Trump is. You know, he um, blocks people. He does, yeah. He does. He does block people on Twitter. Wow. Really? Yeah. Blacklist is. Yeah. 
he he's pretty wild. He's a unique fellow. He's a, he's probably my favorite comedian, you know, on the market <laughs> at the moment. You know, uh, I saw one of his very funny comedic tweets the other day. It was a sarcastic statement that said, uh, "Looks like this transition of power from president to president with Obama is going to continue to go really well." Not. <laughs> I thought you were in a Borat movie. I was, like, I was like, yeah, I was like, great. Uh, we've got a, a very funny comedian <laughs> as president. Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen. Yeah. This guy is black, not. <laughs> um, speaking of impressions, though, oh, and I'll have to get back to the Lauren Michaels story. <laughs> this is so scattered. I'm a little hungover, but I think it, I think it might be funny, though, that I'm like all over the place with this. I just want to hear how we met Lord like three minutes later. I'm still trying to figure out. So I was in Saturday Night Live uh, recently, and John William Farrell is no longer on the show. No. Uh, I did meet Lauren at this uh, Hollywood party because David Spade was there. Actually, I heard David Spade talking about Adam Sandler, and as you guys probably know, Sandler's like one of my favorites. And I heard David casually talking about Sandler. You know, he's like, yeah, Sandler, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of got a little quarter chub, you know, when I heard that. Um, but uh, I guess it was either David Spade or Lauren Michaels that ordered the drink. And when I looked up and saw that it was Lauren Michaels, like, we looked at each other. And I don't know what was going through his mind, but was, what was going through my mind was, wow, this, this is Lauren M- Michaels. Do I say something? Like, this is the guy I need to meet to get on SNL, I think. And, uh, and, I, and I was thinking about what he was thinking. You know, I was, like, hypothesizing. Because I was like, in a way, we're connected. Now. You know I mean? I'm, a, I'm a part of his subconscious mind, if nothing else, from this point forward. And I was thinking, in I was this kinda, moment, it is just I was, I was thinking, yeah. And no, Lauren looked into my eyes, and I, and I think he could like, I think deep down inside, even though he didn't realize it, he's like, this guy's gonna be a, a great cast member of mine someday. I think that was in his soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are fanboying so hard. <laughs> The best line in this whole podcast, I think, so far is Lauren looked into my eyes. <laughs> hey. In this moment, it was just Lauren and me, and that's when I knew. Well, I think, no, Lauren was looking at me trying to figure out what was up. I wonder what the hell he was thinking. I don't know if it was, why is this guy taking so long to give me a drink? Or why hasn't he asked me what I want to drink? Why is he just looking at me? <laughs> like a creep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that was my Lauren Michaels experience. I thought about introducing myself and saying I'm a comedian and, and obviously potentially being thrown out of the party and, and fired from that job, but I just didn't do it for whatever reason. And, and I told some people about that before, and they said, you should have said something, but you'll get another chance. Yeah. So I guess looking back, I probably should have said something. Yeah, well. um, But, you know, it is what it is, and uh, I guess it, it wasn't meant to be at that time. It was just meant to be a soul-staring session. Um, so, any anyway, that's the Lauren Miguel's story, or the M- Lauren Michelangelo. <laughs> the Lauren Michelangelo's. Um, yeah, all right. So, <laughs> uh, if you guys heard that, that was brown bags being crumpled. Someone was carrying their groceries. Uh, all right, so let's move Gotta on. Eat. So what do we got now? You you wanted me to do an impression, David, or you had some oh, questions? Yeah. Michael Strahan. Oh, yeah. He, he wants me to do a Michael Strahan impression, maybe a couple others. So uh, here's my impression of Michael Strahan the day that the New York Giants were playing the 
Ravens in the Super Bowl. They were interviewing people from both sides. I think Tony Siragusa and then Michael Strahan. And they said, describe the magnitude and what today truly means in your own words, right? And Michael Strahan sitting there, all intense. Obviously, a very passionate moment to be able to, to talk about that. And I just hear Michael Strahan uh, go, well, today, we, we is like two trains on the track. And one of them trains got to get off that track. <laughs> That's my Michael Strahan impression. I love that gap in between his teeth. Uh, I will say I've seen him now, you know, because he's kind of outside football. He does Good Morning America. I need to go to that show sometime uh, just so I can kind of get a, a nice visual of that gap in between his teeth in person. Uh, but I will say uh, I was kind of surprised watching him interact with Jimmy Fallon. I feel like he was kind of sucking up to him, you know, like on camera. Uh, and I was a little bit disappointed. I was like, come on, Strahan, like just be, be you, bro. But he was like, Jimmy, you are so talented. You are so talented. And I was like, come on, Jan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, just a, just a couple of James and Michaels hanging out, right? That's right. Huh? <laughs> Not bad, dude. Not bad. <laughs> well played. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I said something about a David at one point earlier, too, didn't I? Okay, yeah. yeah. I think maybe. What, what was the David reference? I gotta think about that. It's escaping me at this point. David Freeze, David. Freeze. David Freeze. Oh. Uh, a, a cute girl just walked by. Should I invite her to be on the podcast? Or? Anyway, she's gone now. Right. He who Long hesitates girl. masturbates. Right? Well, we were talking about that. Uh, the 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 black guy on the couch. Oh yeah. Okay. So David uh, wanted to know. A little bit more about a story or a part of my history because we were talking about girls and kind of the uh, it's, it's really an art interacting with women in my opinion you know and uh, it, one of my biggest fears growing up was really pretty girls right so I remember when I joined the Missouri football team I was like hey how do you guys have sex with so many girls you know like <laughs> I was like can you teach me how to have sex with like a lot of girls <laughs> Like that's just a question. Like, yeah, just straight up. So this is so my, this, is, this is what I want. Yeah. Teach me how to do it. Teach me how to Douglas, please. Um, so uh, you know, so what I ended up getting was they were very entertained by my quest, right? Right. So um, a, a lot of the brothers uh, on the on the football team kind of took me in, I guess you could say. And, and they did it for their own entertainment, and I think they wanted to help me. They, they knew I was a nice guy with good intentions, uh, which is to have sex with many women. Um, but uh, such great intentions. Um, but uh, I remember we'd be in the dormitories, much like the type of place we are right now, the lobby, and you know guys like Jeremy Macklin were there. Sure. Uh, Denario Alexander, Sean Witherspoon, you know, yeah. all these big names that are now in the NFL. And they were so entertained by by this quest. And these dudes would like sit on the couch and be like, "All right, all right, Droid, what what part hangs you up?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm nervous. Like, when I'm interacting with a girl one on one, say like we're on a couch, like when do I kiss her or whatever?" And they're like, "All right, let's let's just practice, dog." <laughs> so, so you get like you know like a six five like defensive end black dude sitting there. Like and you moving his voice out to sound like a chick. Like, Several octaves. And he's like. 
so what's up? <laughs> and, I, and then, this is the, the crazy part. As soon as I would imagine them as a chick or I put myself in the scenario, I would get nervous. I froze up talking to this dude because I thought it was a chick. You know, like in my mind, like as soon as I like, and, and when I got nervous, they went crazy. <laughs> like when they saw that I was actually like nervous thinking about it, they started jumping up and down because they were laughing so hard. They were like, why the hell are you nervous? <laughs> Jeremy Macklin actually called me on the first day of practice several months later. I get I get a missed call from, from J Mac. He even called the house phone. So my dad <laughs> picks up. <laughs> J Mac's like, hey, is Old Road there? <laughs> I don't think J Mac even knew it was my house phone. And my dad's freaking out. He's like, Jeremy Macklin just called. <laughs> Why was he calling? So, so when I finally get a hold of J Mac, I go, hey man, what's up? I heard you were trying to get a hold of me. He goes, ah. I just needed to laugh real quick. You know, I was a little nervous first day of practice. He's like, I just needed a couple jokes. <laughs> I was like, ah. I thought maybe you guys wanted me to come back and play for the football team. <laughs> nah, man. Entertain entertainment, buddy. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I guess uh, that's what it turned into. I was the, uh, the Jessler of the Missouri football team, uh, though I did contribute some muscle. I was more of a... Uh, Humor contributor to the guys, uh, including Gary Pinkle. I think he, uh, I think I've said this before, but I remember Pinkle started to get to know me as a comedian rather than a football player. <laughs> like he didn't really know who I was, yeah. like as a player, but but he, he started to hear about me yeah, he just as the funny you. guy. <laughs> he, he goes, hey, I, I literally I'm walking out. Um, onto practice, onto the practice football field one day, and I remember Coach Pinkles telling everyone, all right, have a good practice, have a good practice today, Sean, you know, yeah. have a good practice today, Jay Mack, let's go get him, you know, and he goes, and I walk past, and he goes, hey, you're, you're that comedian, aren't you? <laughs> you're that comedian, hey, I heard about you, I heard your delivery is the best, and have a good practice. <laughs> I was like, wow, I, I didn't know what to say. I was kind of nervous, and I tried to, like, play it cool, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I kind of, like, just was like, ah, yeah, thanks, you know? <laughs> just kind of went with it. But, yeah, that was my uh, that was my extent of Coach Pinkle. Uh, well, it, it does get a little more glamorous in there. He was rooting for me in the end when it, before I got hurt. Um, I, I knew he, he wanted to see me do well, which was cool. Um, but uh, a lot of my Pinkle memories are uh, – it was Christmas Day one time. We were at the bowl game, so I had yeah. you know, I had to miss Christmas one year for the bowl. Sure, we had to travel down, and we had practice Christmas morning, the twenty fifth of December, yeah. getting ready for the Brute Sun Bowl. And I remember Coach Pinkle screaming because I'd get tackled. I remember catching passes on the defense, mm -hmm. and I and they were like laying on top of me, and Coach Pinkle would scream, "Get him off the ground!" He's like screaming at the coaches, and the coaches they would obviously. Freak yeah, out! You know, when he makes a command, they obey. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. So sure. you just see a bunch of grown men running around obeying this command. <laughs> where, where the they're coming up to me like, "Hey, get your fucking ass off the ground! What the fuck is your problem?" You know, like 
it's completely overdone and, and drawn out. I'm like, they're laying on top of me right now. I can't get up, you know? Yeah. So, fun stuff getting screamed to get the F off the ground on Christmas morning as my present as people stay on top of me and say, stop doing well. You're making us look bad. Um, but that's how, uh, that's that. So, <laughs> Jim looks very entertained right now. <laughs> I like it. Do you guys have any other? What, do you, what else do you want me to talk about since? You're yeah. good, man. It's been good catching up. This is fun. I know I'm talking a lot about me, and I apologize for that, but it is well, the Michael Oldred Comedy Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not the Jim Kelly Comedy Podcast. <laughs> I'm, By the way. I'm not paying that subscription fee. Jim so. Kelly, guys. Speaking of that, the man, the myth, the legend, James Kelly. I'm you, here in the flesh. Hey, you, did, you had a great career with the Buffalo Bills, man. That guy's got a few inches on me. Yeah, well, that's what she said. But that's not <laughs> <right>. <laughs> well, it is it is the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. So yeah. Hey, speaking of that, it looks like we're doing okay on time. You're not leaving. Uh, I'm probably getting close. <laughs> it's uh, I'm probably I'm actually probably a little bit past due. Yeah. Um, I got a couple text messages here. Uh, asking ask, asking me how the podcast is going. Oh really? Yeah. So. What did you tell I them? haven't responded yet. What so. are you gonna, are you going to say it's going well or <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't it's my first time. I don't really have anything to compare it to, so I guess yeah. by my That's that's that's, that's that's the type of chicks that I like to lure back <laughs> to my apartment, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I've got significant experience where I could say, "Michael, I think this is going well compared to the podcast we did." You know what? Recently. I want you to use your internal parameters to make the assessment. I don't want you going by numbers and details. I want you to think from the heart. Is this podcast going well based on your vibe? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't know. The feeling that you have, is it a warm feeling? Let me, feeling? here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to some more of your podcasts, and I'll compare this one to your previous yeah. material, and I'll rate it out. I'll yeah. let you know. You know what I don't like is the fact that, um, that I'm not hooking up with a chick right now. Um, uh, I don't like that there's background noise and music in the middle of this podcast. But you know what, guys? We got to keep it vintage for you. You know, we do it raw here. We don't wear condoms metaphorically. We do it raw. So, were you gonna say something, David? Uh, no. <laughs> David um, speechless. I'm so, <laughs> here's what I'll say to keep it going for a sec. Um, some, I was some girls uh, that I work with. I was talking to them recently, and they were pretty much all married, which is a great way to like create the illusion that you're a badass mofo. Uh, hang out with a bunch of married chicks, and it'll make you seem like you have a great ratio. You know what I mean? Like, of guys to girls. I was hanging out with a bunch of my married uh, co-workers that are females so that I could look cool to myself. Mm -hmm. <coughs> they actually found it pretty funny. But they were telling me, I was reading them like conversations because they were curious to know, like, Hey Mike, are you, you have a girlfriend or whatever? So I'm like, yeah. I was like, I don't, but uh, I'm on Bumble and stuff. So I started reading them some conversations from Bumble, <laughs> and they were so entertained. So they were like, you should read some more conversations and things like that um, from your different uh, experiences like that, which I, I will do. I'm not going to do it now, even though I'm building it up for you guys. I don't mean to be such a cock tease, but um, I will say that the point I'm trying to get to even though it seems like it's not direct, is that I want to... Uh, they want me to get on that show, The Bachelorette. They think mm -hmm. that I'll... Uh, they, they were like, Mike, you should get on The Bachelorette. Um, 
and and then my family wants me to do that as, as well like my sister and her kids they all want me to get on the bachelorette so uh, <coughs> yeah I've we'll never see. never seen an episode of that really yeah you haven't been forced into seeing watching an episode nope dude one of our friends from Mizzou was uh, was on the bachelorette he's the guy yeah. who got kicked off cool right off don't the they almost a lot of them get kicked well, off well he, he got kicked off because he, he was like inappropriate and like who <laughs> Ryan, my bad do you remember Ryan M my bad Man's break. Yeah. James sucking down this coffee. He has to drop a... <laughs> no. <laughs> drop this show for the time being. <laughs> um, so, all right, guys. Um, <clears throat> let's take a, a new turn here uh, before we wrap up for the day. Uh, my buddy David wanted me to uh, do a couple impressions for you guys. Well, say, say it out loud. Say it out loud. Do, uh, do Gabriel. Okay. Um, so the backstory here is uh, when, when Chris and I moved out to L.A., uh, we were looking for apartments, and this one guy, this one guy calls us back. You know, Chris had been talking to this one guy, and we were going to go check out this apartment through this one fella. I don't know if he, was, if he owned the place or what his deal was, but somehow he's the broker or he's the middleman, right? So... Chris, Chris is on the phone, he puts me on speakerphone and goes, hey, this is the guy, I'm putting you on speakerphone, right? I go, hello? <clears throat> hello, I, I heard a, a voice, who was who, who that? Uh, hey, uh, this is Mike, I'm Chris's roommate, the guy that's uh, looking to move in with him. Uh, Mike, great, is that short for Michael? <laughs> I said, yes, he goes, all right, your new name is Miklos. And I said, uh, I beg your pardon? He goes, from this day forward, you will forever be known as Miklos. And I, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I found it very humorous. He kind of reminded me of myself, because that's like the mo- that's something ridiculous that I would say. But nevertheless, when we got to the apartment, he was showing us around, and he's like, okay, first of all, for the nights that Miklos gets lucky, you're going to want a fireplace. Trust me, it makes the girls much more willing to do things, if you know what I mean. So, even though, Chris, you may not think Miklos will get lucky, for some crazy reason, there will be a few nights where he does. <laughs> and then he takes us back, and he's like looking at the closet, and he's like, okay, giant closets, fantastic for bondage situations. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, who is this guy? And finally, he's like, okay, guys, you've seen everything. Pay your rent on time. If you do decide to move in, you do not want to see the type of person I can be. If you do not turn in your rent on time, finally, I need to get back to my young, 22-year-old, blonde, very attractive wife. Why she married me, I do not know, but I will not question it. So thank you, and let me know if you would like to move into the place. Anyway. (laughs) Coach Sheldon. <laughs> Alright, they don't know who Coach Sheldon is, but I'll do it uh, and I'll give them the background. This is our high school uh, head football coach who recently uh, he's with a new team, Kirkwood, and they actually won state this year. So, congratulations to uh, them and the rest of the Empire. Um, it looks like the Death Star won. Ultroid? <laughs> uh, Son? What were you thinking? 
Coach, I, I, I you, 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 you. Uh, I, I apologize, Coach. I, I just, I, I thought you thought, son, you do not think. That's good, Sheldon. <laughs> Sounds very intense, man. Do um, frat boy, frat boy. Oh yeah, <laughs> frat boy and frat boy with a list. Yeah. yeah, this is in my stand up, but yeah. I'll, hey, what's up? You guys going out tonight or what? Like, this is a cool, uh, this is a cool place, bro. Like, dude, where the chicks at, huh? <laughs> and then the frat lisp is, dude. There was like, there, there was like so many chicks last night. Like, it was <laughs> so sick, bro. Like, <laughs> like. You know, fights were breaking out, shots were being thrown. It was sick. Yeah, that's, a, that's the frat. I kind of want a um, gay boss. Oh, yeah. So I had a gay boss, and he did not sound gay at all. In fact, I didn't. So when I moved to L.A., I got a job uh, with a, a company called Bose. You guys may have heard of the, the headsets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I go in, and uh, this dude, look, he was very straight-laced, you know, the only thing that I thought was funny is that he like, he, he was balding and he was trying to like cover it up. So that was like the only odd thing that I, I noticed about him. But he seemed very serious, uh, very manager esque, right? Yeah. And and you know, he he goes, he showed interest and he said, well, let's do an interview. Come back at seven. We'll do a more formal interview. So I do the interview and he goes, well, you've sold me, so now you need to just make the impression on our guy and, and I think you you've got a pretty good chance. Come to find out, uh, as soon as I got the job, one of the guys was like, "Did you know that you know he's gay?" And it, like, I felt so deflated, you know, because for a second I thought I got that job based on merit, <laughs> you know. But I realized it's it's like when you hire a girl who has nice hooters, you know what I mean? Uh, basically, he hired me because he was attracted to me. Anyway, the funny thing is, is uh, he uh, he would he would say things, and, and he was so robotic about it. He'd be like. Uh, um, here is the, um, the, the headset that you will want to be using uh, in this type of circumstance. And I remember, you know, he, he moved like a robot, and one time he, like, bent down to get some stuff out of the cupboard or whatever, and the client or the customer looked at me and was, like, making faces like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Mike, have you ever had any type of attraction toward men, or? Did he ever ask you that for real? <laughs> well, actually, we, boy, I liked him asexually, and I would tease the dude. I would, <laughs> I would, I would actually tease him. Uh, we would, we would flirt, um, we would flirt asexually, and it was fun. We had a connection, you know? <laughs> And you know, I was like, you know what? I, I'm not attracted to you. You're doing such a great job. I might just reward you. <laughs> Very transactional. No, no, no. He he was a cool guy. I, I'm happy for him and his boyfriend. Uh, we used to have an inside joke where I would, uh, I would, I would ask him how Mandan is doing, and his boyfriend's name was not Mandan, but that's just what I that's called what you him. Called him. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was in Iceland. I was in Iceland earlier this year, so the people were like, uh, "Yeah, uh, you got to get up to the mountains because uh, it's uh, there's uh, a lot of elves and uh, you know um, 
some Icelandic. It's more of an Icelandic. Uh, you know, if you've been in the mountains, uh, let's make sure that we're uh, staying uh, warm and that uh, the elves don't attack us. Kind of like that. I don't know if you've ever heard of Icelandic. No, I never have. too good at this but I've done it before I'll, I'll try to I'll try to do it better because in the last episode I did Nick Cage but he said something like uh, I would have given up eternity for one breath of her hair one kiss from her lips one touch We've, I think we've extracted as much juice out of this one as we can, right? Um, we've extracted as much juice out of this one. It's juiced. I've extracted, we've extracted together. I appreciate my guests joining today. Um, now that I've extracted, now I'm going to go excrete. Uh, I think that's right. Something else. And, um, mm, did you pass gas? Popping wheelies. Let me get a quick sniff, dude. Popping wheelies. Why didn't you blow the fart in my face? How, that's so rude. Hey, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking out for you. That's highly contagious. I hate when people like waste a good fart and they don't blow it in my face. Um, highly contagious. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, my brother is gay, and his ex-boyfriend, when we were growing up, uh, I farted in his, <laughs> in his face. That sounds right. <laughs> I farted in his face, and he got so mad at me. It was the one time I was like, I don't think he likes me, <laughs> like, right now or something. He's very upset. Yeah, like, he felt very disrespected, but I thought it would be fun. <laughs> I can see how someone would perceive that as disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It was really, I was sad that he, like, I couldn't tell if he liked me at that point, but I think I, I won him back later. Um, <laughs> Good chance. Yeah, so, anyway, it's been fun, guys. <laughs> we'll end on the fart in the face. Uh, Squeeze the and, juice. Uh, you know, I appreciate you guys. I, I love you. Uh, how about a quick kiss before we go? Oh, yep. All right, thanks, and uh, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>